You're listening to the Quince podcast. The Farooq Abdullah-led Gupkar Alliance has swept the most number of seats while the BJP has emerged out to be the single largest majority in the first major local elections to be held in the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir since the abrogation of Article 370 and the bifurcation of the erstwhile state in 2019. This was the first time that district development council elections or the DDC polls were held across 20 districts in Jammu and Kashmir in eight phases over 25 days. But most importantly this is the first exercise of democratic rights for the people of Kashmir after more than a year of a serious clampdown in the valley several human rights abuses and also arrests of several mainstream Kashmiri politicians now the counting in some districts such as Bandipora and Kupwara were on hold at the time of the recording of this podcast but with the results being declared for 278 out of the total 280 seats it's quite clear who's winning and who's losing The seven-party Gupkar Alliance, which includes uh, former chief ministers Mehbooba Mufti's PDP and Mr. Abdullah's National Conference, secured 110 seats. Interestingly, as many as 49 seats were backed by independent candidates. The Congress Party won 26 seats, and as expected, the BJP won most of the Jammu province with 74 seats. While NC leader and former chief minister of the erstwhile state Mr Omar Abdullah said that the results indicate how the people rejected the center's decision to revoke Kashmir's special status the BJP which backed 3 seats in Kashmir for the first time is seeing it as a sign of the lotus blooming in the valley but what does this result mean for the people's alliance for gupkar declaration and the BJP does this open up new political avenues in Kashmir You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shalpuri. To analyze the DDC poll results, I have invited Aditya Menon, the Queen's political editor, who you've heard many times before in this podcast. Hi, Aditya. Hi, Shalpuri. Thanks for joining me in this podcast, and I know that you were keeping a keen eye over the election results the entire time. So, would you say that the results were pretty much how it was expected to turn out? Um, clearly, there's a deep chasm between Jammu's and Kashmir's voters. Or, you know, was there any surprising element in there for you? Actually, uh, the BJP did uh, perform a little below its expectations uh, because, I mean, if we remember that uh, in the 2014 assembly elections, BJP won 28 out of 37 Jammu seats. It couldn't win anything in Kashmir. So this was, I mean, close to three fourth of the Jammu seats were won by the BJP. Hmm. Uh, but now BJP won seventy four out of a hundred and forty seats in Jammu, so th- this is just about fifty percent. Uh, so BJP would be a little disappointed with this. I mean, it swept all the Hindu dominated areas in districts like Samba, Katwa, uh, Riasi, and Jammu, but uh, it couldn't really grow beyond that. Right. It made its uh, presence felt in Kashmir, uh, winning a few in a few places for the first time. Uh, but beyond that uh, it wasn't a really a great electoral uh, performance uh, for the bjp and the gupkar parties of course can uh, feel happy because the revocation of article 370 and their prolonged incarceration was supposed to uh, mean the end of their political relevance in kashmir but that hasn't happened and they have done quite well as Uh, particularly the national conference hmm. um speaking of you know the bjp's performance they're really playing up the fact that they have won three seats in kashmir and they're uh, you know calling it a wave of change so 
how do we see that uh, not quite a wave of change because uh, these elections were held uh, in entirely uh, under the control of the center and the jammu and kashmir administration which is uh, both of which are under the bjp uh, many of the gopkar leaders like wahid parra were arrested uh, even while the elections were going on uh, a day before results naim akhtar of the pdp was also under arrest uh, Uh, so i mean the entire uh, system was sort of stacked against the gupkar parties uh, so in that sense it is it isn't a really a game changing victory for the bjp uh, but it can draw uh, solace from the fact that uh, the uh, the monopoly of the gupkar parties be uh, be it the pdp or the nc has diluted a bit in kashmir uh, and newer players have made their presence felt like apni party of altaf bukhari also known as the king's party popularly in kashmir because because it everyone thinks that it, they are they've been propped up by the center and also independents uh, as you mentioned earlier so uh, the uh, and especially if you look at srinagar uh, independents and the apni party have done particularly well here uh, so i mean whenever there is political competition whenever the monopoly of existing players is questioned the center can feel happy about it so electorally a bad uh, a, a not a great performance for bjp but politically uh, quite a win for the center and you know the stripping of statehood and the house arrests of top kashmiri leaders have sort of essentially reconfigured the politics of kashmir right absolutely the pdp and the nc who have been bitter political rivals for decades they came to a friendly understanding that manifested into the gupkar alliance with a common goal in mind right and that was quite interesting to see itself and i also remember this that when i spoken to the bjp spokesperson from um, uh, jammu and kashmir mr arun gupta for one of our older episodes uh, that was right when the alliance was formally declared he had said that nobody is going to buy this narrative of this whole alliance you know and then of course we saw home minister amit shah's gupkar gang jai by the alliance as well yet none of that seemed to have worked on kashmir's voters this was a big win for the gupkar alliance right do you agree with that do you see this giving the kashmir parties a better political bargain with the center absolutely i mean the fact that they managed to come together contrary to the expectations of the center uh, and that uh, their workers who have been bitter rivals for at least uh, uh, two and a half decades they also managed to cooperate with each other on the ground and pull off uh, Uh, such a credible victory uh, against the bjp and against uh, some of the pro bjp uh, splinter parties in kashmir uh, so that's quite credible and it will uh, undoubtedly give them a greater bargaining power vis-a-vis the center Uh, however their electoral success would also scare the bjp a little uh, because then now the bjp would think that in case assembly elections are held uh, in jammu and kashmir the gupkar parties would again come together and again pull off such a victory hmm. uh, so bjp might just be a bit wary of holding elections uh, any time soon hmm. and also if we look at the breakup of the gupkar alliance numbers uh the national conference won uh, the highest number of seats with 67 seats followed by the pdp with 27 seats so i want to know your opinion on that do you think that the pdp perhaps paid the price of its alliance with the bjp earlier undoubtedly i think the pdp made a huge error by aligning with the bjp in 2014 2015 uh and uh, of course i mean that ended up in quite a tragic uh, way for the pdp uh pdp's uh, uh, it's not a cadre based party like the national conference uh, so pdp mm. to a great extent relied on the 
cadre of the jamaat e islami and one part of the jamaat e islami is also pro separatist but one part does tacitly back the pdp on ground so but the alliance with the bjp completely ruptured that link between uh, uh, the alliance with the bjp completely ruptured that link between pdp and jamaat e islami and then of course mm. the uh, burhanwani's Uh, killing and uh, then of course the re- revocation of statehood completely uh, ruined whatever chances pdp had of reviving uh, that link uh, so uh, it really didn't have much of a cadre base to fall back on unlike the national mm-hmm. conference which had uh, still retained much of its old cadres despite mm-hmm. uh, the incarceration of its leaders and everything so that's reflecting in the results with the nc doing much better uh, mm-hmm. than the pdp and i'd also like to come back again to the performance showed by the independents in this election uh, this indian express report that i was reading it said that the independent candidates together polled over 1.24 lakh votes almost triple of what the pdp gained so what do we make out of this mandate are uh, the people of kashmir indicating that they don't have faith in political parties anymore uh, so it's a little complicated here uh, because uh, the pdp didn't con- contest a, a very large number of seats because of its alliance with the nc and uh, other mm. Uh, gopkar parties uh, so in that sense uh, a little unfair to compare uh, independents with pdp because independents are there everywhere there are many independents uh, so that's mm. one problem the second uh, problem is that the votes for independents don't reflect the lack of faith uh, uh, in existing parties it the problem lies in the fact that the turnout itself was low i mean it was uh, close to 30 odd percent mm. in kashmir it was much higher in jammu uh so mm. i mean it many people didn't really turn up to vote for in these elections uh, and it, the turnout has been higher in previous assembly elections in kashmir so uh, that is a bigger problem and uh, one doesn't know many kashmiri uh, particularly who are pro separatists would allege that even this 30% is uh, is not entirely legitimate uh so obviously there is still a great deal of distrust with the democratic process itself and not just a few parties and uh, we've already talked about the bjp's performance but do you think that the bjp led center has anything to gain from this election uh, the center is a big gainer in this election uh, because uh, they can easily showcase uh, that uh, this election shows that uh, jammu and kashmir has uh, uh has uh, no it has turned uh, towards the path of normalcy there was almost no violent incident uh, throughout uh, the polling process uh, they can also showcase that uh, the 30 odd percent turnout in kashmir is a sign of people accepting the revocation of article 370 whether that's true or not is another matter but at least the center can claim that and is already claiming that uh, then it it will also claim that the gupkar parties who are opposed to the revocation of statehood uh, still participated in uh, the electoral process so that adds uh, another bit of legitimacy to to this election uh, which it didn't to the to the local body elections held, held earlier uh, so in that sense center can Uh, say that okay it's business as usual in uh, the new union territory of jammu and kashmir so in yes it's a win for the center if but not quite for for the bjp but the polls itself also bear a tremendous amount of significance right the 
Jammu and Kashmir Legislative Assembly was dissolved in 2019 and the DDC polls are now aiming at reviving the Panchayati Raj system in Jammu and Kashmir. And let me also tell our listeners that each uh, District Development Council will have 14 representatives and they will be elected for a five-year term. And these elected representatives will oversee the functioning of the panchayats and the block development councils. So effectively, the DDC is replacing the district planning and the development boards that was previously under a cabinet minister in the state. Aditya, do you see this election opening up a new political space in Kashmir as well? Uh, I think I can't say it would open up new political space in Kashmir. It's a bit of a status quo election. It uh, uh, basically brings us partly where it was in 2014. Um, uh, but it's still not quite... Uh, because, I mean, if the if you look at 2014 Lok Sabha elections, we uh, saw Farooq Abdullah being defeated by a PDP candidate, uh, Tariq Ahmed Karra. And, uh, you know, that for many Kashmiris, that was a big thing that, you know, that the mighty Farooq Abdullah had to face electoral defeat uh, for many people who uh, didn't have faith in the electoral process. Seeing Farooq Abdullah defeated was a big thing. And uh, then, of course, in the 2014 uh, assembly elections, uh, because the BJP was making this big pitch for entry in Kashmir, uh, many people who hadn't voted in 30 years came out and voted. Uh, so that was a high point uh, as far as uh, democracy in Kashmir was concerned. We are still not there. We are uh, uh, about halfway there in these DDC elections and it, there's still a long way to go for people uh, to regain that kind of faith uh, in, in the process. Hmm. And that's all we have for this episode. And thanks a lot, Aditya, for joining me in this podcast and offering your analysis on the election results. Thank you, Shobri. Also, do check out Aditya's analytical piece on the election results on the Quint website. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 